Welcome to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. I'm Jamie. And I'm Dwayne. And on this episode, Dwayne, what are we reviewing? Oh, just a little teeny tiny small movie. Low budget, not a lot of effects. <laughs> An indie movie. Well, I mean, it is independently made. Uh, you know, not really a lot of effects. Very little green screen. Um, no, in all honesty, we are reviewing the blockbuster, completely green screened out, digital epic ending of the prequel um, series of Star Wars films, Revenge of the Sith. Directed by George Lucas and starring Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, and Ian McDermott. And a small appearance by Christopher Lee at the beginning. Well, and Samuel L. Jackson. Sam Jackson. With some of his here. better moments of the prequel trilogy. He, he really pulls pulls some acting chops out. Yeah. He finally showed up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a few moments in clones. Aside from just being present on set, he yeah. showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he had a few moments in clones. I know we didn't really talk about the, uh, the uh, you know, his interactions uh, ma- mainly in the arena with with Django and and, yeah. and Dooku, but it was it was even that was kind of brief. I got distracted by Django's head in the helmet. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, a topic that kind of <laughs> went off the rails. And we would like to thank Sammy for being on that episode with us and and kind of keeping us off the rails or on track, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, today, uh, Jamie and myself are just flying duo. Yes, the uh, the original nerds are here, but. Uh... <laughs> Um, but this 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 movie is known as the good prequel. Um, it's the one that fans are most of seem, seem to be more okay with. If you one. say so. We're gonna have. I'm really so curious to hear Dwayne talk about this one. Um, he's already telegraphed his grade, you know, more than once here on these uh, reviews. But um, but I mean, fan consensus. Dwayne decide apparently. Fan consensus is, is that this is the good one. This is the good yeah. prequel. And yeah, this this is the Empire Strikes Back of the prequels. Yeah. And um. And this is this is I mean that was that's always been my take. Um, Phantom Menace is just kind of a blah movie. I don't I don't hate it, don't love it. It's just kind of a waste of space. I mean I'd rather have used that space to do more of the story. It's an interesting intro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of groundwork laid there. Uh, it really, like we've discussed before, could have been laid at the beginning of the end of attack of the clones yeah. <laughs> you know if, if you would want to take take that but, you take know on. clones is a flawed movie and there's stuff in it that i really like mm-hmm. the stuff that make my eyes bleed um and my ears just really hurt listening to Padman and can whisper sweet nothings to each other it's just really painful mm, if they would have only whispered <laughs> <laughs> might have been better maybe the music could have drowned it out yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's louder but uh but this is the one that, for most folks, this is the good one. This is the payoff. This is kind of what we wanted yeah. from the prequels, just only in one movie instead of three. Yeah, this we actually get to see some action, although very limited, from the Clone Wars. As we discussed before, the Clone Wars begin at the end of Attack of the Clones. We get to see a little bit of action there. Yeah. And end, unfortunately, kind of at the beginning, midpoint of this movie. And, uh, you know, it was a whole big thing of the Clone Wars that we were really, I think, as fans longing to see was the... Well, Obi- Obi-Wan talked about it. Like, it's not like a big deal yeah, in New the, Hope, the way he talked about yeah, it. Yeah, the epicness, the scale yeah. of this war. you know, And we got it in a wonderfully animated uh, couple of series. You know, uh, the, the Giddy Tartakovsky series was kind of, sort of like a Tall Tales. And then, of course, the Dave Filoni series uh, were, were both... Great, I loved and enjoyed them. But, but I think we were expecting to see it. But we were expecting movies. to see this on the big screen because, I mean, you've got Ewan McGregor. You've got Hayden Christensen. 
I mean, and you hear about how he was my brother. Yeah. He was a good friend. He was a cunning warrior. He was a great pilot. But you don't really see very much of that. Now, the intro to this movie, I guess, is where you really see their interactions. And I'm not going to spoil and give too much away, but that is really the only time you see them being huh. on equal footing through this movie. Okay. We're going to have to get into it, then. Yeah. When we get into the, the spoiler part of it, we'll, we'll get into that. I, I've, got, I've got some thoughts there. I, I, okay. You're going to places I didn't expect. Okay. Well, but, do you have any opening thoughts or um, I mean, well, this is, this is pre-spoiler. Yeah, yeah. No, no, really spoilers. Uh, yeah, this movie, um, I was. This was a bittersweet movie. You know, it was we thought going to be the last Star Wars we would ever get on the big screen. Of course, I went down to my theater a couple hours away in Virginia. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and give the name of the theater. And if anybody wants to look it up, if anybody wants to go down there, if they want to send me any money for advertisement, free tickets are accepted as payment. <laughs> uh, the name of the ticket, it is the Cinemall. Uh, the Cinemall. It's a privately owned, it's in Abingdon, Virginia. Uh, ugliest sin on the outside. It's painted, you have... Uh, a, a movie reel kind of wrapping the theater. You've got all of these characters uh, on the outside, but now you go inside, you've got this great arcade area. You've got um, the older section of the theater, which they've upgraded and kept up really well. And then you have the newer section of the theater where they've built on some additional screens with more seating, uh, a, a better incline to the seats, a little bit better seats. And I'm going to tell you, it's just a blast I to see a movie there. Well, you talk about the owner cosplaying. Yeah, the owner cosplaying. Yeah, I mean, and it's one of the few. They And um, I know with the shootings and the and the horrible things that's went on, a lot of the theaters will tell you, you know, no masks. No masks. If you want to dress up, no masks. Don't even wear a hoodie, you know, to these things. And they've went from the midnight premieres to like the 8 and 7 o'clock premieres now, um, you know, day before. Uh, official opening so to speak um you know and this guy's like hey wear your masks bring up i'm gonna have the 501st down here he had the 501st he had the droid builders he had the the, the prop replica people down there selling they had taken pictures with people i mean it was a killer you you pulled into the parking lot and there's people everywhere a good portion of them in Star Wars costumes, some homemade, some top notch, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, but it was a bittersweet movie. I was looking forward to the resolution. I was looking forward to seeing the birth of Vader, uh, so to speak. I was kind of sad that it would be the last Star Wars we would see in a theater. Um, it's probably one of the movies I've spent I would say it's just above Phantom Menace of the sequels. I probably spent more time with it. And then it would be this one. And then Attack of the Clones would be the least that I've spent time with. Mm. But uh, I would, uh, uh, you know, shortly, you know, three years after this, 2008, we get you know, the release of the Clone Wars movie, which launched the series of episodes. So, you know, that was a whole new Star Wars Awakening for me. But, yeah, this movie, I've really enjoyed it. Um, even though the CGI is kind of dated, 
and we'll get there. And I felt that it was even dated at the time. But man, looking back at it, some of the because uh, so I've rewatched it twice. I know the last time we had spoke, I had watched it one and a half times. I've rewatched it twice now. And uh, so, yeah, I was thinking, man, some of that CGI just hurts. Hmm. Uh, but it's not – some of the resolution that I wanted is there. Some other is not. Um, but I, I do love the movie as I do most – every Star Wars movie – but it is not the strongest to me. I mean, I, it's probably the strongest of the prequels. But it's still not as up there as it is with everybody else. And your thoughts? Well, you didn't mention your grade. Oh, my grade. Well, of course. I didn't I didn't fear it was necessary after it last again. time. Yeah, we'll get it on record. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get this on record. So my grade for this is going to be an A-, minus, as consistent with all of my prequel <laughs> grades. I'll go ahead and throw out there my original trilogy grades are going to be an A+. And so far, my sequel grades are an A, unless they really screw the pooch on this next movie. Well, I mean, I know I've, I've been Debbie Downer on the prequel uh, prequels so far, but um, I'm, I'm with most of the fans. I love this one. Yeah. Um, I have such a good time with this movie. Um I smile from ear to ear for most of it. I'm having a good time and I'm really enjoying it. I feel like this is the only one of the prequels that is of the same quality as the original trilogy. Like it's mm. the one of the few that like really? quality wise belongs. You want to put it there. Um, I mean, it's not empire and it's not the best parts of return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. but it's up there. It's close. It's in the ballpark with the original trilogy and with the best of the new stuff. Um, I really enjoy it. I mean, I think most of the effects look good. Um, there's a few, spots where it's pretty rough looking. Yeah. And honestly, you could really probably draw a line as far as the effects go. Anything that involves a person yeah. is going to look pretty sketchy. Anything yeah. that involves an environment or an alien is probably going to be really good. I mean, there, there's one or two spots where it's like, hmm, it's kind of... Yeah, if you want a special edition that, you go right ahead. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean... Yeah. The, the, and these didn't get a lot of tinkers on the Blu-ray. Yes. Yeah. But, um... There's some there's some pacing problems that I think are largely because of the Phantom Menace. It, it's having to carry too much of the story in one movie, and so I think it led to some pacing stuff here and there. Um, that's kind of a problem. I think the Anakin Padme stuff is better in this movie. There's still some groan worthy scenes, line oh, yeah. deliveries, kind of oh, things. Oh yeah. But I think the Anakin Padme is a lot better. I think Hayden Christensen's better in this movie. I think yeah. he's pretty good in this movie. He he uh, seemed to have kind of got himself together. Yeah, I think I think he figured out what he was supposed to be doing on screen. Mm-hmm. I I think I feel like then clones he was unsure of of what he was supposed to be. Um, but uh, I mean I I really enjoy this one, and I gave um I'm trying to remember what I gave everybody. I think I gave uh Phantom Menace a C and Clones a C plus. This one's an A minus. Oh wow, that much I of a joke. I really enjoy this movie. Wow. I mean it's I mean it's head and shoulders for me above the rest of the prequels. <laughs> it's I mean I said it's in the same ballpark as the original trilogy. I really wow. like this one. It's a strong wow. movie. Well. Wow. Um, you know, as 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 you were discussing about some of the details and, and I guess I'll go ahead and, and expand on a little bit of what I was saying. And because as I was thinking, it doesn't go into spoilers, but one of the things you were talking about pacing. It really does seem to drag down all of the weight that this movie had to carry. Um, 
you know, as far as getting Anakin from the hero to the most yeah. awful, vile in villain in the universe. Um, and a lot of the expanded universe nods, I think, feel really kind of shoehorned in. I know at the beginning of um, Attack of the Clones, you know, there's just a brief line. You know, oh, they just returned from a border dispute on Ancient, you know, that, and that goes back to the book previous. I think I misquoted as being Rogue Planet, but it's actually uh, the approaching storm. Um, this one, you know, you have like they they just mention names of characters yeah. and show little instances of people. Just okay, that really doesn't fit. You know, why is it important that you know Quinlan Voss? Yeah, you know, why is it important that Master Voss is on Boss Pity? Yeah. unless you read the comic, you know, and and Quinlan Voss is a great character as we've seen in the Clone Wars, but yes, some of these guys are are kind of shoehorned in. Some yeah. of the scenes are kind of like feel kind of forced. yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you. There's there's some some things like it's kind of weird. Like why is this being so specific about this random thing? I mean, uh-huh. it's just some weird clumsy lines but yeah. i mean just in, in terms of the story and the um the character stuff i just really like this movie and um for me it kind of makes it okay that phantom menace exists that we had to put up with that <laughs> one that i really don't like that much yeah it's kind of worth it to get this one out of it and so i like this one that much okay so this w- this was really a big payoff oh yeah I, I really like this movie and i, I honestly i hadn't seen it in a couple of years and rewatching it again for for us to review here, I mean, I was, I mean, I'd forgotten how good this movie was. I mean, I was impressed all over again. Well, that's very interesting, Jamie. So, uh, with that being said, um, you want to go ahead and jump right into our review. Here, our synopsis. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? No. That now we're we're entering spoiler territory now. Yeah. And if you guys haven't seen Revenge of the Sith, just know that you're going to get how Vader becomes Vader. You're going to get where Luke and Leia come from. So, you know, um, we're going in here. So if you haven't seen it, uh, just probably just go ahead and listen if you've got this far along anyway. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off with part one here. And this is a brief little uh, synopsis. So uh, three years after the beginning of the Clone Wars, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker led a mission to rescue the kidnapped Supreme Chancellor Palpatine from the cyborg Separatist commander, General Grievous, during a space battle over Coruscant. After inv- if infiltrating Grievous's flagship, the Jedi battle Count Dooku, whom Anakin execute at Palpatine's urging. Grievous escapes the battle-torn ship in which the Jedi crash land on Coruscant. There, Anakin reunites with his wife, Padme Amidala, who reveals that she is pregnant. While initially excited, Anakin begins to have prophetic visions of Padme dying in childbirth. I love this movie from the moment it starts. I love that space battle. Now, the start of this space battle is phenomenal. It is absolutely gorgeous. You see the ships fly in. You see this epic scale of, you know, uh, battleship versus battleship with all these fighters in between. I love the commentary. If you ever have an opportunity to listen to the film, some of the filmmakers' commentary, especially when they talk about the effects, 
They said, we threw everything into this fight scene, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> and if, and there is a kitchen sink in there. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the producers, one of the I effects guys, yeah, one of the effects guys points it out. And it's at the point where you'll see something breaks off of one ship and kind of spirals up and hits another ship. That's a kitchen sink. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they really threw everything at this. And to see, you know, the the design of the ships, the uh, the octagonal uh, paneled windshield, uh, circular, looking like a TIE fighter, how the wings on the side of the Jedi Starfighters have kind of evolved from the pointiness to a little bit of separatedness. You know, you, you kind of get that TIE fighter transition. Uh, transition. Yeah. You, you see the clone ships kind of looking like X-Wings mixed with a Y-Wing, you know. And, uh, and and you see Anakin finally being the great oh! pilot. Yeah. That he, as he was described as in, the, in A New Hope. Well, you and you see him being, like you said, you see him being the, the, the great pilot. You see him being the, the, the friend. Yeah. And you, you really do kind of see some of his heart, too, because they, they go into the battle. They join up with the clones. The clones are flying behind them, and they start getting tore up when they encounter the droid tri-fighters, uh, some of the robot-controlled droid ships. And Anakin says to Obi-Wan, I'm going to go back and help them. Yeah. And Obi-Wan says, no, you stay with me. They're doing their job, so we can do our job. Yeah. And you really see how that starts to affect Anakin. You know, there really is, I mean, for as much as I'm going to kind of, of disparage this movie, uh, uh, certain aspects, you really do get some heart yeah. from Anakin. You really get some character development. And you see how him and Obi-Wan, even though, like I said, during this part of the movie, they're really being brothers, really working together. They got the, the, the playful banter, you know, they're giving themselves a hard time. Well, and, and two, not just the uh, the clones, when the buzz droids are about to take out Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Anakin won't leave him either. Right. Well, yeah, that's a whole other thing uh, with uh, w- with uh, that. But, you know, you see them kind of, you know, button heads a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, like you said, the buzz droids, they, they start tearing the ships apart. And Anakin's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to, you're not going to be stuck here in space. You know, you're not going to, you know, crash into the ship to try to damage it. You're not going to kamikaze this thing. I'm going to get you into that hangar. You know, and that's just an awesome scene. And I love the novelization and how it kind of gets into their heads a little bit. If, if you ever want to read or listen to it, especially uh, the novelization, um, it says, you know, how Anakin can take something impossible and just make it merely difficult. Hmm. You know, how he will try something that, that most people wouldn't even consider because he's just that good. Yeah. And um, I, I actually just got the novelization to read. Oh, um, really? And um, because because I found out that the script for this thing was gigantic. Oh, yeah. And actually, they filmed a lot of extra there's stuff that's lot. not that's never been seen. Yeah, there's a lot. The novelization begins with a newscast hmm. um, of people sitting in their living rooms watching the invasion. Oh, everything's going to be okay. Obi Wan and Anakin's here now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But what? But what really? I mean, I, we talk, we mentioned before like some of the pacing problems of this movie mm-hmm. because they had to cut it down to so only two and a half hours long. Yeah. And so like there was so much more that was filmed, and not and, and even more than was filmed, there was so much more in the script. And this movie is so densely packed. Yeah. yeah. And so like yeah, so I, I kind of want to get another perspective on it when it's not so you know you know rushed pace wise yeah. and, and see more. So I, I got the novelization too. I'll, 
Oh, that's great. I probably won't mention it on the show, but I'll tell Dwayne about it. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that. But, yeah, so they, they crash land in the hangar. Yeah. And they go in, and, and I love that, that Obi-Wan's like, have you noticed this shield's still up? And oh, I, I, I did want to mention oh, one I last thing. I forgot about that. Go ahead. One thing about the space battle. I complained about in Clone Wars that some of the actions went on too long. That space battle is perfectly paced. Mm-hmm. I'm left wanting more, not ready for it to be over. Well, Jamie, there may be a reason for that. We'll get into it in a little bit. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's so a crash land on the show. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, oh, wanted to, no. I didn't want to. I, yeah. I just love the pacing yeah, of that yeah, action. Yeah. The pacing. You yeah. start the the yeah. drums. I mean, the, that's great. You talk about the music, but the drums start, boom, boom, right. boom, and it goes almost to the percussive explosions that you see, and it just melds into this beautiful, seamless vision uh, of you know, what you're seeing on the screen, what you're feeling and experiencing yeah. and, and hearing. It's, I mean, it's perfectly put together. It really is. But yeah, they crash in the hangar. Um, I love uh, Obi-Wan slices his cockpit, comes leaping out, and, you know, starts taking out battle droids just as soon as he lands. And that's some rough-looking CGI. That is some of the rough-looking CGI yeah. that we were talking about, yeah. The, you know, the, the action, the concept is great but it is some rough looking cgi now lucas being an extreme early adopter of any technology i think you could just about take any technology to george and say george this is in development he's like okay let's use it you know and he is just so fervently looking for that next thing that some of the stuff in this movie really suffers for that it might be too early to be really the cgi does look rough the i mean but the concept how yeah. cool is the concept? And it's know? not and it's not overdone. I don't feel like there's like long stretches of bad looking CGI. No, there's like little no. glimpses here and there's there's like, here mm. and there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of spread. Like I said, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, character. You know, whenever there's a person CGI, it looks really weird. You know, you put in an environment, robots, even the clones. Um, one thing a lot of people uh, don't realize, Tamara Morrison is not in this movie. Really, those there are all. Is, there is not one physical clone costume made for this movie wow every clone you see from head to toe with or without a mask is cgi hmm. were there even physical people like standing nope. in those places nope wow yeah not that i was aware of not from what i've seen and heard every clone that you see is cgi yeah, yeah but so they've, they've crash landed they do the kind of rough looking cgi mm-hmm. escapes from their their uh, starfighters and they make their way to what should have been super suspicious when Palpatine does the spin around in the chair. He doesn't exactly look like he's being held captive. Right. He's, he's kind of at home. He's kind of in the captain's yeah. chair. There's but not a bond in sight. I yeah. Mean, their journey there, you know, is, yeah, it's kind of brief. They have that. Encounter, yeah. But, yeah, they get there. Um, it should have been suspicious. Yeah, should have been a little shady. Well, let's just turn around here from watching the battle. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to my spare living room on this spaceship. Yeah, I've got the best seat in the house. You know, usually you know the prisoners, right? I mean, you give them the best seat in the house and don't tie them up, or you know. Well, no, he was bound. He he did have his hands bound. Was he? The, yeah, he was bound. Uh, and um, you see it later at the end of the uh, at the end of the fight. Um, Anakin uses the Force. Okay. And, and, I didn't think he was ever bound. And he gets up and, and rubs his wrist. Okay, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, he was he was bound to the chair, at least by wrist. Okay. Yeah, at least by each wrist. And, but then um, they have the, that quick lightsaber fight. And, uh, With Dooku. Now, that Obi-Wan was a goes really down. bad-looking CGI. When he done the flip off yeah. the balcony, that was pretty rough. Yeah. 
And, and uh, some of the dialogue there is a bit lacking. You know what? I'm just kind of made my peace with with Lucas' dialogue. You have to. It, really it is what to. it is. It, it be what it be. Yeah. And, um, be and Obi-Wan goes down real quick again. Real quick. Um, yeah, Obi-Wan goes down like a punk. <laughs> and uh, that was probably one of my worst CGI moments, is when you have the CGI Obi-Wan laying when the CGI balcony oh, comes bad. down. That was, that was really bad. I think that's I the worst much, CGI in the movie. I would have much rather seen a Raggedy Ann doll <laughs> and Andy laying there and, and then you know break off a paper plate and dump on him. Yeah, see, I'm so fond of this movie that I'm a little defensive <laughs> for it. Like, I want to like, well, the CGI is not that bad. But th- when that thing falls on him and then scoots him across the floor, and it's like, no, that's terrible. I, I can't, I can't defend it. That just looks bad. Yeah. Uh, but and then uh, Anakin. Uh, this is one thing I think you'll enjoy in the book is when Anakin truly turns loose on Dooku. Mm-hmm. I want to hear. You, you can write me a report on that. Okay. Um, in the book, uh, the description of that, where Anakin takes over the fight mm-hmm. uh, when he stops holding back. Wait, and I, I know the CGI looks bad there, but I still like Christopher Lee's performance there. Yeah. What, what, what of it that is actually him? Yeah, I mean, and pretty much is his hand. Yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I think he's doing a pretty good job there. Yeah. And um, but my favorite part of that scene, um, of that probably that entire scene is when he gets Dooku's lightsaber and he's, you know, got him there, you know, and Palpatine's encouraging him to, not, to go ahead and behead him. Yeah. He's ordering him to really not encouraging him. He's ordering him to, but I love that he's holding a blue lightsaber and a red and lightsaber. It's kind of like a physical representation of what's happening inside of mm-hmm. him. Now, I thought that that's kind of a, a fun little, yeah, yeah. He's got the, yeah, he's yeah. got the good, he's got the bad right there and he's being, and they're important. fighting inside of him. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like that was a smart kind of subtle thing. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's really subtle or not, but it's a really nice imagery that they've got well, going on there. Yeah. It's, and Lucas being a very visual person, you know, yeah. and I don't guess subtlety, even in Christopher Lee's performance is what you would want to call it. But <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah. And another another thing that was suspicious was the way Dooku kept looking over at Palpatine. Is like, yeah. hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing? What are you doing? That's another thing with the uh, with the novelization is the realization of Dooku that oh oh mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to stop about the novelization okay. because it really gets into some stuff and it really is is good. So uh, if you want, I've got it on disc. Okay. I'll hook you up, and All you right. can and you can rip it off to your pot or whatever. All right. Um, we'll we'll do that. So yeah, the um, execution of Dooku, he uh, takes both of his hands, then he beheads him. Yeah. Palpatine, um, Anakin immediately says that wasn't right. Yeah. That wasn't right. And Palpatine's like, well, yeah, yeah, you're fine. He took your hand. You took his hand. It's you know, it's just, You're all good. It's all good. So you know, I mean, you got this uncle over here encouraging him to take. Well, a he, sip. he was even torn before he did it. Yeah. I mean, there was he was reluctant to do it, and then immediately regretted it. It was mm-hmm. kind of showing where he's at yeah. on the on the you know the the Vader spectrum. You know, he, he's not he's not very far <laughs> along it yet. You know, is that what the chest piece is <laughs> on the uh, on the Vader costume? The more lights light up, the more Vader he is. Maybe. Maybe. We, we solved it, finally. We know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I do love that. You know, he's, he's hesitant. He's reluctant. Yeah. He's not full-on ready to be, you know, getting that Darth first name thing going on. Right. And you see how um, the Emperor says, well, he's the Chancellor still yet, but you see the Chancellor say, leave him. Leave Obi-Wan. We'll never make it out of here. And Anakin stands up to the most powerful man in the galaxy 
his fate will be the same as yours. His fate will be the same as mine. Throws him over his shoulder, and they proceed to hilarity in the elevator shaft. <laughs> How do they not know he's a Sith Lord? He's doing the same flips as them down the elevator shaft. I'm like, <laughs> this is not an old politician. <laughs> a Sith Lord? <laughs> yeah. He's not an old politician. This is true. Uh, you know, there's some clues yeah. dropped along the way. And again, Lucas is not exactly subtle. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, Obi-Wan should have picked up on some stuff here. Uh, clearly, he's got Anakin snowed. I mean, we oh, can yeah. tell that. I mean, we obviously, all throughout this movie, we can tell. Anakin is completely in his hip pocket. But Obi-Wan should have noticed, like, hey, he survived that. <laughs> he yeah. shouldn't have survived the elevator share. Right. So. Yep. So then uh, Obi-Wan comes through as they're escaping. Then they get captured by the ray shield and taken to Grievous. Is there anything you want to discuss before we get there? No, I love Grievous, though. Yeah. I know I know. most fans don't like him. It's got the asthmatic cough. And if you wonder what's going on with the cough, watch the Gendy Kartatowski series, and it explains it. I love the guy, though. He's he one of my a, favorite Star He gets Wars in a fight guys. with Mace Windu, and Mace Windu jacks up his uh, organ bag. Yeah. yeah, I love the guy, though. I, I know he's a little bit on the goofy side. He's not, you know, he's not Darth Vader. I just love the guy. He's one of my yeah. favorite Star Wars bad guys. He he is a pretty good bad guy. Uh, much, much better um, in the uh, in the animated yeah. series, I think. Um, yeah, here he's kind of a, almost a cheater, kind of a, but, you know, it's that, Mustache twirling bad guy. You yeah, know, that well, he's over the top. Yeah, he's, he's way over the yeah, top. Yeah, he's way out there. But he's it's over the top. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I mean I know the he's kind of like a transitional figure. Like we we don't quite have the technology yet to have like the Darth Vader breathing. So you're breathing even worse, and you're coughing <laughs> and hacking and wheezing. I don't know. I just I really like the guy. Yeah, it just he amuses me. He is a very interesting take on yeah. a on a cybernetic being. Yeah. Very interesting take. And then so they have the encounter on the bridge. And I like where, you know, they kind of insult each other. Obi-Wan, the negotiator. (laughs) Skywalker. I figured with someone of your reputation, you'd be, you know, taller or whatever. And he says, you're shorter than I expected. I think that was a dig, too, at the fans. Because a lot of us, you know, you know been confused by the short, skinny guy. Who was supposed to be this imposing Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. I felt like like it was Lucas kind of digging at the fans a little bit. Yeah, well, when you have Dave Prowse in a costume, I mean, he's massive. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a professional bodybuilder. Yeah, I I felt like that was as much, you know, grievous given, you know. The fans a dig. Yeah, I I felt like it was as much poking at the people in the audience, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, could be. And uh, so then you have the the fight on the bridge and then the escape. Well, I do want to say, too, that like in this opening scene, and I think throughout this entire movie, I think we're going to disagree on this. I really like the Anakin Obi Wan interactions, mm-hmm. and I think that um, I think I, I get the relation. Like I've, created, I've, I've complained before about in Clones and in Phantom Menace that I didn't see the relationship yeah. that Obi Wan described in A New Hope. Now that's, I think I see it here. In this now movie. that's my I I don't have a problem with that relationship. There's okay. so much other stuff I have a problem with. Oh, now, okay. I, I do dig. I misunderstood. Yeah, you. I did not like the relationship in in Clones. You know, they were just two at odds. Yeah. Um, I love their relationship here. Okay, I'm they, they They really are brothers. And then, you know, but there's so much 
other ancillary stuff and it gets in the way of it. I've got so, a crazy theory for you. Okay. And I want to I want to know if you see maybe you know something about this that I don't. Um, I think that's part of the problem is that they're brothers and Anakin never had a mentor. Right. And so he looked outside of the Jedi. That's exactly why. And found Palpatine to be a mentor because yeah. Obi-Wan was too young and not a master when he was given his first Padawan. He wasn't ready to, to be a mentor. He just had an, had an older brother. And mm-hmm. it was the wrong relationship that Anakin needed. That's that's exactly. Okay. That's exactly a, my take on it as well. He, um, you know, he did not have the established training that yeah. you would, you know, from early on as you see Yoda with the students. And then someone takes a Padawan. Well, they come in there as a master and yeah. take a pedal. Well, Anakin had already won the battle with the spaceship, you know, blowing up yeah. the droid control ship. Anakin already had confrontation at nine years old, you know, with Obi-Wan. He'd seen confrontation between Obi-Wan and, and when Clay. And when he became Obi-Wan's Padawan, Obi-Wan still had the rat tail. Yeah. I mean, he still, he, uh, he wasn't was an established Jedi. Yeah, he had, as, as Ewan McGregor kindly calls it, the Jedi mullet. <laughs> you know, he, he went to the Jedi mullet and, uh, yeah. yeah, he, uh, was Because I think not. at the, at later in the movie when, when Obi-Wan is screaming, we were brothers. I'm like, well, yeah, but that yeah. was still the wrong but relationship. that was the wrong relationship, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, I feel a little yeah. smarter now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what was going on. And, and he, but he needed a mentor and he looked in the wrong place for it. Yeah, and Palpatine uh, filled that void and was able to meld and mold him and manipulate him and manip- exactly yeah. manipulate and sow the seeds yeah. of distrust to Obi Wan to yeah. sow the seeds of distrust to the Jedi Council as we see in this movie. Yeah, I didn't mean to jump ahead there, oh, but no, I, just, I mean no, that's that, that, exactly. I feel like a, a, a through line all the way through this all movie through. that that relationship just wasn't what he needed. Yeah, it wasn't an appropriate relationship for a Padawan and Master. Exactly. Yeah. When, okay. When you when you see their interactions in Attack of the Clones, you know this is the wrong yeah. reactions. When they start Revenge of the Sith, okay, they're equal now, but Obi Wan still thinks of himself as the master. Yeah. Anakin thinks of himself as I'm hanging with this guy. You know? Yeah. I'm barely his little brother. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He's the cooler little brother. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't mean to jump ahead there, but oh, I, just, no. I just felt Perfect. like that was uh, Perfect. all the way Perfect. through there. But um, Perfect. one of the things that another non-subtle thing. So they so they they save the day. They land. They, they crash have this. The they do the crash landing. They all get off. The day is one, and Padme's there, and Anakin. How was this marriage secret? He runs to her like. Well, she's <laughs> she's hiding behind a pole. Yes. Granted, a very large pole. <laughs> but there's fifty <laughs> other senators eight steps away, just milling about. A few of whom she's apparently very close <laughs> with. You know, a uh, uh, Bell Organa who was speaking with Anakin um, in. Uh, How is this marriage secret? Oh, excuse me, I gotta go. <laughs> Okay, see, of course you're going to give people some privacy and mind their own business, but you're not even going to glance back when he takes off running? Yeah. Was there a fire back there or something? <laughs> I mean, granted, there's a hot chick back there, but not a fire. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, I don't understand. And, and I guess. And how, the, and how did anybody not know who was the father of these, this kid? 
<laughs> well, now her pregnancy was secret. Her pregnancy was was a p very secret. She, nobody knew. Nobody knew. It's kind of tough with the. I mean, we know and. But she you, was showing, but you look and she at wasn't her, dressing in a way yeah, to hide it. You look at her dress and stuff, and she's kind of more flowing than usual. But yeah, apparently, uh, in the in the books, it's made out to be a little bit more of a secret, I guess. Okay, it appears to be in the movie. It doesn't appear like she's trying it very does hard to not hide it. Appear like she's trying, but yeah, that's another. I mean, of the um, some more of the. I mean, how bad acting. That these two, you know, the, the chemistry that these two exhibit. I mean, it just is not there. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Um, they still don't have, like, the best chemistry. It's not, like, mind-blowing. I feel like it's light years better than clones, though. Well, I mean, it... Uh, Which doesn't, doesn't take a lot. doesn't take a lot. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of buy them in a relationship now. I can kind of... There's, there's some chemistry there now. Mm. And I think a lot of it is just, you know, Hayden Christians are feeling more comfortable in the role. Yeah, and I think I think Natalie Portman is is trying harder. I think with each movie she tries harder, and I think maybe he just cares Thank more about God. The movie. This contract is ending. <laughs> now, she's got some bad line deliveries. Yeah, I mean there's there's a couple of rough ones here. One of them that almost made one of our negative awards. I've got the end of the show here, but um, there's some there's some bad <laughs> I think ones. I know oh, I'm I'm sure you. It's, do. it's not in this very scene. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know exactly what you're. Yeah. Talking there's about. some bad ones, but I think she's pretty good in this movie. And I I, I kind of see them more, and I, and their interactions are. Like I said, it's a low bar to clear. It's yeah, a it's, lot better than in clones. I don't know very many people that can limbo under that. <laughs> But but I, I think these these scenes are better. I mean, there's still. I mean, it's not Lucas's strong strength as a as a storyteller. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a lot better than clones. Okay, now Jamie, I want to bring out uh, a little bit of the thing that we were talking about. You were talking about the pacing of the space battle, the pacing of the confrontations, the crash landing of the ship. So as you see the ship crash, um, it, it, the camera does a really neat move that it goes right up to and then through the cockpit. Mm glass uh into the the three you know the yeah. chancellor anakin and, and obi-wan sitting there at their various stations from the opening of the movie to the camera offs after that zoom in uh supposedly reportedly was directed by spielberg that makes some sense so you have a little bit stronger dialogue, you have a little bit better pacing than you, know, you can see through the rest of the movie. Yeah. And and I heard uh, Lucas has confirmed that Spielberg was a ghost director of a segment of episode three. And that's the segment that most people and think he's, it is. That's the segment that it's reported to be. Lucas, I can see uh, that. no one has never come out, to my knowledge, and officially said it. Uh, Lucas, in an interview, said, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Uh, you know who? You know that what I didn't direct. Yeah. So uh, that's where I kind of. I, I can see it. That's where a lot of people I think go yeah. to that point. And I think there's some some um, good performances from the actors there. Yeah. Which, which are which is more of a Spielberg strength than a Lucas strength. Mm -hmm. But um, I I just I have I have a weird question. It just kind of bothered me. Um, are the do the Jedi do they have a really small light bulb budget? The Jedi Temple is dark, dark. in this movie. Yeah. I, why is that? I feel like it was on purpose. I, I, guess, I didn't understand. The, I guess they're on the war budget. 
where they've been at war for a few okay. years. You know, maybe, you know, they're rationing out the light bulbs used for the lightsabers. Yeah, because it felt like it was on purpose. Because, yeah, because it, they, in Clones, it was really bright. Yeah. And it's very it's dim. It's very dark. Very here, poorly lit. Which, now, this movie consistently throughout is a much darker movie. Um, even scenes, you know, taking place at night or, you know, the environments. Yeah. If you notice, I mean, consistently throughout this movie, it's not a bright movie. Everything is dark. Everything is dusk. Everything is hazy. Now, uh, if you're listening to the commentaries, Lucas addresses that. And he said it was even a conscious decision as he was making the movie to design things like that, that this is the end of the day yeah. for the Republic. That makes sense. But I noticed, too, that the um, the scene with Yoda that closes out this this part of the, the segment we've broken down here um, was really dark. Really dark. And you have the uh, the, the lights uh, coming through the, the, the blinds almost. Like a vent know. type thing or yeah, something. Yeah like, yeah. yeah, like your louver blinds. And... Um, uh, just, just shafts of light crossing her face. And uh, I thought that that conversation was really revealing. And because um, Yoda talks there about, um, was, you know, it was cold. I mean, I felt cold even for a Jedi to say about how attachment's evil and that people yeah. die and you don't don't mourn don't them. Don't mourn them. I was like, wow. I, that seems a little much. <sighs> And it felt like that in um in like in the last Jedi, Luke says as much that part of the reason the Jedi were wrong. We're wrong. Yeah. That, that, that attachment attachment? isn't entirely evil. I mean you can be over attached mm-hmm. and you become a Sith, but like not all attachment, not all attachment. is evil. Mm-hmm. And they had become so legalistic. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the things um that I think the the Jedi and Lucas, you know, kind of bring a lot onto certain religious certain religion things. Um, you know, is you know, uh, you know what's the root of all evils? Greed. You know, people say, "Well, it's money. It's the love of money. It's greed. It's it's what I can get, what I can hold on to." And you know, Jamie, even as Christians, the Bible tells us, "Don't be sad when someone in the faith passes." Yeah. Be rejoiced, but my God, we're human. Mm-hmm. You know, we we hurt. We, and. But I think Yoda went a step further. Like he, he was saying, like, I mean, anyone. There's no no life that yeah, should be more. No life that should be. Yeah. Yeah. And that is where the Jedi are really, and that's where Lucas is bringing light to that. I think uh, where the Jedi are so far removed yeah. uh, to not, you know, not even your brother in arms. What was the? What do was you the, worry about? What was the term that Luke used in the last Jedi to describe? Was it decadent? I mean, uh, the or just. I forget the term he used. I don't think it was decadent. No, it wasn't. It, it was like, but the, but they had reached this low point. Yeah, yeah, they had reached. And this. I think you really feel it in that scene with Yoda because he's yeah. wrong. Yeah. And I mean, Anakin is too. They're both wrong. They're both a little right and they're both a little wrong. I mean, it's not wrong for Anakin to have attachments of some kind. He took it too far and did it inappropriately. Yeah. Well, I'm well, I'm going to uh, back on you a little bit and okay. say that, that they are both way off base. That they that you know, like you said, the attachment. There needs to be a separation, but you have to have compassion. You have to yeah. have um, uh, a line to this world. You know, yeah. you have to have a link to this world that you're trying to save. Yeah, there's a line of, of appropriateness. That even even in the Star Wars universe, there's a line that's appropriate. They're both went and they're running, Completely running opposite in opposite directions yeah. from where they yeah. should be. One went right, one went left. Yeah. <coughs> we may go ahead Pardon and uh, read part two now. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead and jump on part two. All right.
Part 2. Palpatine appoints Anakin to the Jedi Council as his representative and informant, but the Council declines to grant Anakin the rank of Jedi Master and orders him to spy on Palpatine, diminishing Anakin's faith in the Jedi. Palpatine tempts Anakin with his knowledge of the dark side of the Force, including the power to prevent death. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan travels to Utapau, where he kills Grievous, and Yoda travels to the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk to defend it from invasion. Palpatine reveals to Anakin that he is the Sith Lord Darth Sidious, and that he knows how to save Padme. Anakin reports Palpatine's treachery to Mace Windu, who confronts and subdues the Sith Lord, disfiguring his face. However, fearing that he will lose Padme, Anakin severs Windu's hand, allowing Palpatine to cast him out of the window to his death. This movie's moving so fast, dude. That was one thing I realized on these recent watches. My God, this happens Bam, bam, so fast. bam. Yeah. I mean, you have barely time to process. Now, I mean, more happens in thirty every 30 minutes of this movie than happens in the entire Phantom Menace. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But yeah, so, so like I said, so much happens. You have um, in Anakin, um, one of the things that is not made very clear in the movie is he's – striving and dying and trying to get to the rank of master so he can have access to some of the well he thinks there's secret teachings right teachings yeah and and things that that aren't available to him as an apprentice or even as a knight yeah because um, that was some of the stuff that got and cut when, he, in the movie, when right? palpatine recommends him to be assigned to the council he's like oh great i'll be on the council i'll immediately get a t- uh, rank of master yeah. And you see Mace Windu sit down. You're on the council, but you're not master. And you can sit there, but you don't get a vote. Yeah. And and, yeah. When, and when he was arguing with Anakin, there were so many just implied, mm-hmm. you know, Samuel L. Jackson f bombs. Oh mean, yeah. You could just like if 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 this wasn't a Disney movie or I mean a like a a, 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 P, a PG, yeah, PG whatever whatever this P, was. Well, this rated. was actually the only Star Wars movie. Uh, to this point, it was 13 people. Yeah, it's like if we were rated a little higher. I mean, there's so many Samuel L. Jackson lines that you would have heard. Yeah, yeah, we could have. Yeah, we, you could have went F very easy. Yeah. Or R very easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could see it in his eyes what he wanted to say. Yeah. But, I think uh, that's always at the at the back of Sam Jackson's eyes. That's true. And on the on the tip of his tongue. But um, but I think that this section of the movie has a lot of meetings in it, and I think there's a danger here that this could have been really boring. And this is some of the, the the dragging down. Well, we have a meeting over here. We have a meeting there. Well, this person ought to talk to that person about this. This person ought to talk to that person about that. This happens. That happens. When nothing really happens. See, I'm going to disagree with you. I found all these meetings really compelling. Really? I did. I mean, I was really wrapped up in all of them. I mean, And this is some of the places, And too. even the weird opera scene, where the opera without singing. Yeah, I thought that was a very, uh, I thought that was very appropriate. Yeah. I really liked that one a lot. That one was really important. But I, I didn't, I didn't get bored here at all. And I, I and just, for me, and this is, might be me, you know, being an individual viewer, but I, to me, I wasn't bored. I mean, I, I was really just intensely drawn into every one of those discussions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really could have done without the scene of, uh, you know, Obi-Wan saying, oh, you missed the report on the outer sieges, Anakin, where were you? You know, everything's going fine. You know, I'm going here, you're going, you know. It's just like, okay, that really is not necessary. But they get to drop some EU names. Well, you know? I, I, see, for me, I, that kind of moment, but if it's those two characters – it matters because that relationship is central um, to this story and to and to Anakin. That I mean that that relationship with Obi Wan is so you know 
I mean, just so important to who he is and the decisions he makes that I they all have weight. And I feel like the more Obi-Wan and Anakin we get, the better. And so I, even with scenes that don't, just for what's discussed doesn't have a lot of weight, the interactions between the two of them I feel are so important that it makes it worth having there. Now, is it this uh, part as as well where um, Anakin's having uh, some talks with Padme again about politics? Yeah. In through here, so you get a like little bit more, yeah, a little bit more of their view on. Well, maybe we should do this. Well, maybe we should yeah. do that. Well, you're starting to sound like a separatist. You're starting, to, so you see a little bit of, of of doubt and con, and contention sprinkled in that relationship as well. Which you just want to, you know, just tell him like, look, he said this stuff in the grass in the last movie when he when he wrote the weird, you know you know, moose cow thing or whatever that was. <laughs> I mean, he told you all this stuff a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. This should not be a surprise. To yeah. N- none of this should be news. Yeah. What was your view on, um, Utapal as a planet and an environment and aliens? Um, are we there yet? Yeah. Okay. It's here. I like Utapal. I thought it was cool. And, um, I thought the yeah, aliens, the city and the, yeah, yeah, I thought the, it was a really interesting design. Yeah, uh, the guy citizens. with the weird teeth. I mean, that was a really interesting character design. You know who that is? Yeah, I do. Bruce Spence. I do know. The mouth of Sauron. Sauron. Yep. Great actor. Yeah. Uh, great actor in a lot of great roles. He's yeah. going to come up again later in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I'm sure. I'll telegraph some stuff for you there. But, um, but the, the scene in the opera house, how on earth? Oh, yeah. How yeah, does Anakin not know? I mean, there's so many, like, he, he might as well be, you know, waving a red lightsaber around. I mean, everybody on Coruscant should know this guy's the Sith Lord. too, any time he gives a command, any time Palpatine gives a command, he breaks out the Emperor voice. <laughs> Leave us. Yeah. You know. Um, he's talking to Anakin, and he's like, oh, yeah, this and this and that and this and that. Sit down. Leave us, you know, and it was like immediately just up and walk out, and then he, he just, starts talking about Darth Plagueis with this glow in his voice. I mean, he speaks mm-hmm. of the dark, the dark side with this glow, with this just awe in his voice for the power of the dark side. It's like, dude, you're a Jedi. You should be super uncomfortable right be, now. You should be sensing this. Yeah, you, you should. You should have your spotty Jedi sense should be going off right now. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think it's real interesting too that he talks about. Um, how he plays it off that he's studying um, the Jedi, how he's studying the uh, the Sith, you yeah. know, just just kind of like oh, and, and you know, it's just some things I'm working on for my college paper, you know, some, <laughs> you know, been all, uh, all a hobby. You know? And you know, by the way, the Sith can keep people from dying. Did you know that? <laughs> Did the Jedi tell you that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not subtle. I mean, I, it's anyway. But uh, but I still like that scene, and I, I, I Ian McDermott sells it. Oh yeah, I mean that he he carries that scene. And when uh, you put Ian McDermott in a scene, you can take the check to the bank. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there is a horrible thing in this part of the movie though. Okay. Um, Yoda's little adventure on Kashyyyk. I was so excited. I love Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. I love the Wookiee stuff from the expanded universe. So not here. Yeah. Number one, it, you're, we're continuing to shrink the universe. Everybody has met everybody 14 times in the last couple of years or whatever it was. You know, yeah. we just don't need that. It makes right. the universe feel small. Right. And it serves no purpose in this movie. No purpose. Except it gets Yoda off course on for it, a while. That's yeah. all it does. 
we could, that's what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie? Mm-hmm. How much more could we have used that time to better pace Anakin's fall Something else. later in the yeah. movie? Although, how cool visually. Oh, it was cool looking. Were, were the rookies wrecking shop. Yeah, it was cool looking. And the um, the jungle troopers or whatever they're called, they mm-hmm. had a, all, their uniform is awesome. Yeah, and, and I like how they uh, foreshadowed the... Um, the scout troopers yeah. with, the, with the shades and the, and the specific type of, but we just, I felt that, that that was time on the screen that could have been used better mm-hmm. elsewhere. It just didn't serve much of a purpose. It really. Yeah. Yeah. We're just being, we're just spinning our wheels. I mean, we're not really accomplishing anything. Yeah. Now we get into, um, what well, Palpatine finally right, Palpatine reveals himself. Revealing himself to Anakin. Yeah. yeah. That was a scene that struck me as awkward hmm. on a couple watch throughs. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Just something was kind of off. And generally McDermott is, is, is dead on. I don't know if it was Hayden's reaction or if with it coming so early, realizing in this movie, just after bam, 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 yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, by the way, I am. <laughs> yeah, we're we're moving really fast. At yeah, this point. yeah, you're, yeah, you're you're smoking pavement. Right but I, I did like that. You know, Anakin's first reaction is is to whip out the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, he's horrified yeah. that this guy who's been his mentor, kind of a father figure, really. Exactly. Is is the Sith Lord they've been searching for? And I, <coughs> and I like that his reaction isn't to like to try to cover for this guy he cares about. He goes straight to the Jedi Council and reports it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so initially, we're talking about that that Jedi, you know, sliding scale there. Initially, I mean, the, I mean the, the Vader, you know, scale. He's not very far up it yet. He's still he immediately goes and tells Mace Windu, like, "Hey, I found him. It's Palpatine." Mm-hmm. What you find out, Windu has been wanting to hear all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was pretty uh, quick on the draw. Yeah, but uh, I just, I just think I, I love how that's moving. That he, we're that he's slowly transforming. Um. But, uh, and so, and then we get to the scene where Mace Windu goes to arrest him, and it doesn't become an arrest. It becomes an execution. Yeah. But because of that scene in the opera house, Anakin thinks, that guy's my only chance to save Padme. Mm -hmm. I need him for this. And that's what breaks him. That's what brings him over. His entire turn to Vader was to save Padme. And here's where, for me, the pacing problems really start. Everything happens too fast after this. Yeah. All of the stuff with Anakin turning happens way too fast from this moment on. Um, it's my only real big problem with the movie. Um, I might have even given a higher grade if this had had more time to breathe. Because he's, he's just reported his mentor to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Help, you know, is okay with him going to arrest him. He freaks out. He comes. Tries to stop him. He's not going to be able to stop him. So he cuts off Mace Windu's hands. Pop it in, throws him out a window. Seconds later, he's on his knees, taking the the you know the, Sith the Vader oath vow. of loyalty or whatever, <laughs> and then he goes straight to the Jedi you know temple and starts killing you know the younglings. I'm like you, you went from five minutes reporting this guy that you love to killing the kids for him. I'm like that's way too fast. Give me those twenty minutes of on Kashyyyk back, mm-hmm. and give this more time to develop. It just—it's so fast. It's too yeah. much. Too it, fast. It does move very fast. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, it explains why um, Palpatine is disfigured. Yeah. It explains the—you uh, know—he's using the Force lightning against Mace, and Mace is deflecting it back at him with his lightsaber. Which, I didn't need that though. Which I, is I, I just believed he was old. 
and uh, Indian yeah, Pie. It, right. Well, and that's what you're thinking. You think that, yeah. that his drawing on the dark side, as you know, is kind of explained throughout, is just de- destroyed and wrecked his body. Yeah. You know, and he's just degraded to that. Point. And that's some of the CGI that doesn't look great either. Yeah, it doesn't look really wonderful, and yeah. uh, you know, kind of it the kinda dialogue. Looks Oh, help me, Anakin. I can't hold him off. I can't hold him yeah. off. And then when Anakin, you know, takes off Mace's hand and then he comes back full force power, unlimited power, you know. That's one of the few scenes where Ian McDermott, I'm like, uh, okay, buddy, dr- dial it back to at least a nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, we you went all the way you. to 11. Yeah, we don't need you at 11. Yeah, yeah you're not. It was yeah. a little much. Right. Yeah, but, it really uh, was. But it just really starts moving too fast here. And, um, and I think we're moving too slow. So when we take a little break, and then we'll come back for part three. Sounds great. And welcome back to Nerds of the Round Table. Jamie, you know what? We can't blame this on Sam. <laughs> not his fault this time. We just talk Star Wars too much. Um, so what we're going to do here, uh, we're going to go ahead and break uh, during after this first two segments of the movie. We're going to come back next week with our other two segments, and we'll wrap up our review of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. The I, I think this may be what you get when we both like a Star Wars movie. You know, that's true, because some of the other ones, we have not had this. Sorry, listeners. Join us next week. 